Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the presence of your Spirit in our midst this morning. We know through the testimony that Brother Bob has given us that you are at work in our midst. We've seen it in his family, in his own life. We thank you, Lord, for the continuation of your presence with us, and we pray earnestly this morning that if there is in our midst anyone who does not know Jesus Christ, that they would be willing this day to say yes to him and become saved. For we pray through Christ our Redeemer. Amen. The title of the message this morning is, What Does the Record Say? We're a group of people that like to keep records. You probably have somewhere in your home a a file of your medical record, or at least your doctor has it. If you went to school, there's a record of your scholastic achievement, and you could go to whatever high school particularly you graduated from, and get a copy of that record. There are business records. Maybe you don't know it, but the IRS has a record on you. And they can go punch a few little buttons and in in a matter of seconds can tell you all that you've ever done as far as finances are concerned. It scared me to death when they did that to me one day as I sat there in the office and they punched a few buttons and they told me all I'd ever paid in and, and what was due yet to be paid in a hurry. They could do that. uh, Our politicians run on their record. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but they seem to think that it's a record. Do you know that there is already in existence a computer in, I believe it's in Brussels, if I remember right, that has the uh, capability of recording a complete record of every person in this world in one computer uh, there in Brussels. And it's shortly to have all of our records in it. I don't know if mine's there yet. I don't know if yours is there, but they're getting there. We're going to every person in the world be in that computer. But I want to talk to you about a record-keeping process that's much more important than all of this. And that is that God keeps a record. The scripture tells us that there is a bookkeeping system in heaven that records your life and mine in detail. It records our deeds, but it also records our failure to do. It records our thoughts. That record system also even records the motives behind what we did or did not do. Revelation 20.12, if you want to go over there for just a quick moment makes it very clear. (laughs) 
when John is talking about what he saw as far as the judgment was concerned, and you will notice the first words of the 11th verse talks about a white throne. And this is the white throne judgment in which every person, whether he is great or small, begins the 12th verse, will stand before God and the books were opened. Then he says another book was opened. The word is singular. Which is the book of life? And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. I want you to notice there are two different books made reference to. One is a singular book called the Book of Life, which does nothing more than record the names of those people who are saved. There is a book in heaven that if you're saved today has your name in it. But the point is that if your name is not in that book, you will not go to heaven. Then the second thing that he makes known in this verse is there's another set of books, and this is plural, when he talks about that people who are not saved will have the record of their life opened up and revealed as to what they have done or have not done, and they will be judged according to what's written in those books. Now, I don't have time this morning to deal with that specifically, but a person is judged, that is, his volume or amount or degree of punishment that he shall receive in hell is based upon the quality of his life upon earth. But the bottom line is even this makes reference to the fact that the punishment will be in hell. One is not entering heaven based upon his works. One is entering heaven based upon whether his name is in the book of life. And that's all there is between the two. Romans 14, 12 says, So that every man shall give an account of himself to God. Every man, every and the word man means people in general, every person shall give an account of himself to God. I'm going to Acts chapter 17, verse 31. And we're going to find these words there. He, that is God, hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man, which is by Christ, whom he hath ordained. What did it say? He has appointed a day in which he will judge the world. The question is, what does your record say? I have another Bible up here with me this morning. It's a topical Bible. That is, all of the scripture in the Bible is in here, but it's sorted according to subject. And I opened this Bible up to the subject of judgment. And do you know that I found eight full pages of scriptures just dealing with the fact there will be a judgment. Eight full pages. Let me read just a few of the references on judgment. Going back to the Old Testament first, Ecclesiastes 11.9. Rejoice, O, uh, o young man, in thy youth, 
and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee to judgment. You can rejoice and enjoy your life all you want upon earth. The bottom line is God will bring you to judgment. All right, Ecclesiastes 12:14. God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Every work of man will be brought to judgment. Ezekiel 18:20. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Let's go on. Matthew, go to the New Testament. 36. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words shalt thou be condemned. Matthew 16, 27. The Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Luke 12, 2. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed from the rooftops. You think that we can sin privately and nobody will ever find out about it? The scripture says in the day of judgment, those things that we secretly have thought we kept hid because they were behind closed doors will be shouted from the rooftops and all the peoples of the world will hear it. Not a single bit of it will ever be kept secret. Listen to this one. Romans 14, 11. As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Confess to God. There are two times that a person will confess. One is upon earth, the other is in heaven. If you do not confess upon earth, I guarantee you will confess in heaven. Every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. 1 Corinthians 3.13 says, Every man's work shall be made known, for the day shall declare it, that is the day of judgment, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort they are. Well, those are a few. I haven't begun to read even all the ones that I marked. My point is there is a day of judgment in which the record will be opened, and the question this morning is, what does your record say? Because in the day of judgment, your record is going to be shouted from the rooftops and will be open and revealed to everybody there ever was. Before God and everybody, as we sometimes say, it will be open. And everyone will know just what we were like, what we did, what we did not do, and what our motives were. I want to say a few things about what the record ought to say this morning. The first thing I want to say, the record in heaven ought to say that we have been saved. It ought to say that. I suppose everyone here has a birth certificate. Maybe you've lost yours, but you can go to the courthouse wherever you, whatever county you were born. 
in, and there you can find a birth certificate. If you don't know what county you were born in, you go to Charleston, the State Health Department, the fifth floor, down the hallway, two doors on the right, and you can go in there and say, I am Jim Sheets, and I was born thus and so, and I want a copy of my birth certificate, and they'll go through all that computer and put you out one that verifies that you were born. Have you ever had problems proving that you were born? There are people who have problems proving that they were born because they couldn't come up with a document that said that. I've even known people who had to get the doctor who delivered them to say, I swear I delivered that person in order to, to uh, be used for some purpose. But listen, there's a birth certificate much more important than that piece of paper that says you were physically born, and it's the birth certificate that says you were spiritually born. Right. And that record is in heaven, not in the courthouse. Right. There's important documents that we have in our life. One document that we have, evidence that we have, is of church membership. Alice Wheatley keeps a list of every person who becomes a member of this church and the date. I also keep a list, but she's the official record keeper. And I call her once in a while to verify that I'm right. She knows when you came in, uh, became a member of this church, by what process you became a member of this church, and when you were dismissed, if you left this church and went somewhere else. There is a record that we can obtain. There is a baptismal certificate that I shall give to these two people tonight at the end of the service that will verify that they were baptized. But those are not the important records. Not at all. The important record is that uh, certificate of birth that is recorded in heaven. And so the record in heaven ought to say of you that you were born into the kingdom of God. Now I want to know if you have a birth certificate in heaven. Is it there on the record? Can God punch his computer and your name will come out? And Jesus Christ, the keeper of that book, can stand there and say to the Father, Father, I verify this person was born, for I have the record. Amen. Secondly, it ought to verify, the record ought to verify that we have been obedient children. If you could go back uh, to the book of 1 Samuel, in the 15th chapter, you would find there a very disobedient man by the name of Saul, who was sent out to kill all the Amalekites, and he was told to destroy all of their livestock. Not a cow nor a sheep was to be left alive. And Samuel, the great prophet, came into the camp and asked Saul if he had done what he said he was supposed to do. And he, Saul said, yes, we killed them all. And uh, Samuel said, well, what is this bleating that I hear? this bawling of the cattle, and Saul said, oh, that the people kept all of that stuff. I didn't do it, the people did it. And, and Samuel said some very important things to Saul about his disobedience of God. He asked Saul the question, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Then he makes a very important statement. He says, to obey is better than sacrifice and hearken than the fat of rams. There's only one thing God wants from you and me now that we are saved, and that is to be obedient. He's not asking anything more. And we as Christian people need to 
to look at our record and see if the record is going to say that we have been obedient to God. If we have, fine. If we have not, the record is going to show it. Further, let me say that the record ought to show that we have been faithful. Faithful in what way? Well, first of all, it ought to show that we've been faithful to God's Word. There's not a person in here but what has access to a Bible. You probably own one. It's got your name right in the front of it, just like mine does. That says it's presented to James E. Sheets. March the 23rd, 1979 is when I received this particular Bible. It was a gift. And I've got other Bibles. But listen, it is not enough to say that we own a Bible. The question is, are we obedient to this Word? Are we faithful to it? When was the last time we picked it up and read it? How many minutes this week have you and have I spent in actually reading God's Word to know what's in it? I suspect that we have spent more time reading other things this week than we have spent in reading God's Word. We need to be faithful and the record ought to show that we have been faithful to the reading and the, the understanding and the study of God's Word. Not just having a copy that we might have it around the house somewhere. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me ask you, why is it that so many people don't understand this book? I'll give you the answer. The reason most people don't understand this book is that we have not spent enough time in it. Granted that we're going to have our difficulties and remember this volume is designed to the place that there is nobody that can comprehend it all. Nobody can comprehend it all. But it's there. We need to study it. Secondly, we need to be faithful to the church and our record ought to show that we have been supportive of the church. Now there are lots of people who want to be on the fringes of the church. But the scripture indicates without question that we ought to be a part of that body, that we ought to assemble ourselves together as God's children and be faithful to the organization that Jesus established. You know that's the only organization he established. He established the church. The church to be his representative, to be his body, to be the organization through whom the gospel is preached to the world. Are we faithful to the church? And it's quite obvious that in general, the people of the United States are not faithful to the church. When over 60% of the people of the United States claim to belong to church, and on a given Sunday morning, we probably have 10% of the people of the church, uh, of, of this country in church. A very small portion. And it goes down to about 3% on nights. And even less than that on Wednesdays. This is not very supportive. The record ought to show that we have been faithful to the church. Then lastly, and I'm hurrying a bit, the record ought to show that we've been soul winners. Proverbs 11.30 says, He that winneth souls is wise. Daniel 12.3 says, They that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever and ever. Listen to that. A soul winner, they that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever and ever. 
Last night when Casey walked out of this building, went to the vestibule, I knew that he was under conviction, and I'm sure Bill did as, as we stood up front here, but he didn't make a decision. But Delbert got his arm around him back there in the vestibule, and I saw them begin to talk. And in a short while, that young man was ready to make a decision, and Delbert brought him back in here. That was a soul winner. Delbert, you got a star in heaven for that last night. How many people, I want to ask you this morning, are going to be in heaven because of what you did? What you did. There ought to be stars in our crown because of the fact that we have put our shoulder to the wheel in the winning of souls. Who is in heaven because of you? Or who will be in heaven because of you? What does your record say? When it is revealed on the day of judgment, what will be its content? What will be shouted from the rooftops about you? That the whole universe will hear. All the angels will hear. The Lord Jesus will hear. And everybody that we've ever known will hear. What will it say about you? Number one, I want to ask some of you this important question. Do you have your spiritual birth certificate? Now, if you don't, you can get it this morning. You can get it by saying, yes, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's all you've got to do. Did you know that? And the Lord will take his own hand and write your name in the record. And you ought to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and get out of that pew and come down to the front of this church just by your coming like Casey's going to do in a minute and say to this church, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you're not a Christian, you ought to become one this morning because, listen, your life is a record in heaven. But there's one book that's more important than all the rest, and that is the book of life. Whether or not your name's been written in it, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood and his body was broken in order that you might be saved. But you have to say yes. Nobody can say it for you. You've got to say yes. All the devils of this world can put our arms around each other and encourage and invite and plead and beg and pray and do all the things that we ought to do, but you've got to say yes. You've got to say yes. Without you saying yes, the church has stopped. And every soul winner stopped in his tracks. And even Jesus has stopped. He can't do a thing about it unless you say yes. If you want to go to heaven, you're going to have to get your name written in that book. Your birth certificate needs to be issued. If you are a Christian, but your record's not too good, it's not like it ought to be been wayward, sinful. You've been faithful to the church. You ought to become faithful. And you ought to let this congregation know it. You ought to step out of your seat as well and come down this aisle and 
say, I'm rededicating my life just like Rita did last night. Rededicating my life. And I want the world to know. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.